It's not only motivation and drive, you have to see your way out. Welcome to the Minlow Experience. I'm your host, Brad Sant, here with Kyle Bach. Fourth quarter's coming up. Q4, baby. Q4. Let's, Let's roll. Hit it hard. That's right. When do they say champions are made? Uh, definitely Q4. Q4, second half, and definitely second Q4. Half. I mean, really, it's champions are actually made in 13 seconds, that's right? right? Well, that's I mean, fair, Let's too. just talk about that. That is true. Yeah, you know, that's a different conversation. Yeah. Q4. Q4. We just spent a whole day planning our Q4, talking about that as leaders. We spent a day going through EOS, which is what we do. What is EOS? Entrepreneurial. Explain that to the group. Yeah, entrepreneurial operating system. So system a lot of businesses use to organize the business, have the same language throughout as they communicate uh, structure, goals, etc. So a lot yeah. of businesses use that. We've adopted that in our organization. So yep. there's a uh, quarterly meeting that we go through that's the same agenda every time uh, to plan the next quarter. Yep. We have a facilitator that comes in that walks us through the conversation that day and kind of leads our guides our discussion and yep. talking about the rocks we need to focus on for the next quarter and what's been going well, what we need to work on. There's a whole book that you can read. What the heck is EOS, uh, Traction, Gene Wickman, Gino Wickman, Gene Wickman, one of them. I think it's Gino. Uh, Wickman, G. Wickman. Yeah. Yeah. Look that up. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but EOS, we spent the whole time talking about rocks and talking about Q4. Yeah. And uh, when you think about Q4, what comes to mind? Finish the year strong, right? It's it's the tail end. And uh, that's why I said it. That's when champions are made, right? But yeah. We're either going to step it up and, and get it done or or not. And from a business standpoint, it sets us up for next year, right? Yeah. So not only are we wrapping up the end of the year, but we're also thinking ahead so that we come out first of the year, everything guns blazing, ready to go. Yeah, Q4 makes a big difference. I was thinking about this as we were watching uh, the Bengals game this last weekend. And, uh, and I realized we uh, might be, you know, possibly talking about football too much if anybody doesn't like football. But I was watching the Bengals game and Joe Burrow was just having the worst game of his life. And, uh, and I'm watching this game only because my fantasy team has Joe Burrow. And I'm watching it and he really struggled so much so that even at the end of the fourth quarter, they, the beginning of the fourth quarter, they took him out. And, uh, you know, and so they basically just were throwing their hands up in the air at the end of the fourth quarter. And just saying, eh, better luck next week, right? You know, we're just going to start over. He's the highest paid quarterback in the league. It's not like he's going anywhere. But they basically just kind of slowed down, right, and gave up towards the end. Why is Q4 so critical? Uh, and why is it so different? Why is it hard? Well, you know, real quick story, if you watch the Jets-Bills game, too. Yes. Uh, every Jets fan in that stadium was silent, thinking the game was over, right? And uh, Aaron Rodgers is out on the third official play first of the game drive. yeah first yeah. drive all that but if you look at it the Jets kept pushing and a game eventually went in overtime but uh fighting till the end kept, kept them in the game and, yeah. and ultimately winning even without a key player so yeah I think that's the same for us in a lot of ways is pushing hard to the end definitely helps bring home your goals and and uh, what your focus points were and hopefully by the end of the year maybe you even exceed those goals it's a time when a lot of that's determined right yeah uh, but again, the, I'm very much a forward thinker as well. And ending the year on a good note how's, tells you or helps you uh, really start the year on a high point and yeah. uh, be prepared. Yeah, it really builds that momentum towards the next year. Right. Uh, you know, and I, it's funny because with New Year's resolutions and things like that, you know, you always think about like reset. Like, well, I, I failed at this or I wasn't doing well at this. So I'm resetting. I'm, I'm setting an exercise goal, right? Because I haven't been exercising the irony of that is, what if you just won the fourth quarter 
and you carried that momentum into the first quarter of next year rather than waiting for the first quarter for those, you know, those goals. Do you do resolutions? I never do never resolutions. Either. Either. No, I Hate just em. set goals in life yeah. and I, you know, I, I strive towards those, but I, I don't wait for the first of a year to do that. And, you know, and so, yeah, it's, you know, that type of momentum and momentum swings can be huge in the fourth quarter also. Right. Um, you know, and so how important is momentum? How do you see that even in, in business? How do you, how have you seen momentum through the years, uh, at Minlock K12 ITC? How have you seen momentum in the company? Well, you know, the old phrase is winning begets winning. So, you know, if you can start or keep that momentum up and having a winning mindset, abundance mindset, you're going to keep driving and and moving forward. I think a lot of that is mental. We've talked about that on the podcast as well. But same thing, momentum can swing to a negative form and all that other stuff. And uh, really, that's when you pull your mental toughness out and... Pull, pull your big boy pants up and get, get to work. Tell me and some of the things that so. you've seen that have been like momentum killers or, or just, you know, what are some of those things that are the opposite? What's the opposite of momentum? Well, you know, I mean, I think you go into uh, the day. I mean, it, it happens on a daily basis, right? Yeah. I, I had this today, yeah. right? You go in, everything's going great. And then middle of the day, you're hit with something that uh, most people never see in the business, but uh, just kind of a, uh, off the wall, didn't see coming, and we probably lose a deal because of it. Yeah. Um, and you thought everything was going great, but it's one of those things that um, really uh, somewhat out of our control, but that's yeah. just swinging the momentum. Yeah. But we got to turn it around. We've got to make sure. And I think when that's happening, the discipline to make good decisions yeah. is critical, yeah. right? Because when you're down or when momentum's sliding, maybe you, you just pull quarterbacks out or you yeah. start throwing Hail Marys or whatever. Staying disciplined and keeping on the long-term vision and focus is critical at, at those times. And it's it's hardest at those times, right? I mean, that's that's the you know the that's why you look at like fourth quarter comebacks or even you know the is episode six I think for a quarterback when you've got Kirk Cousins with the biggest you know upset comeback right. of all time right. in NFL history last season, and you know thirty three points down. And it's you know at halftime one of the guys I noticed this for the first time I rewatched it this week I noticed that. Um, one of the guys came up to him at halftime in the locker room and said, all we need is five touchdowns. And, and they were down 33 to nothing at half. And after the game, they were laughing about it, you know, and Kirk said, I thought you were kidding at the time, but that guy believed, you know, that all we needed was five touchdowns and they came out and just tried to put one touchdown together, one drive together at a time. And I do think that the attitude of the team in those moments makes or breaks the team. Um, I was on the fourth, I was on the sideline for the K-State, I'm a K-Stater. I was on the sideline for a K-State game, football game, um, when they were, if they win the Baylor game, this was, I don't know what year this was, but it was a while ago. You're old. Yeah, I'm old. Uh, when they won the game, if they won the game, it's at Baylor, I'm on the sideline, standing next to the players. If they win that game, they're likely sure in for national championship game that year. That was the year Colin Klein was, uh, you know, up for Heisman and everything like that. And they just fell apart. And, and they not only fell apart, this no-name player, RG3, just had his breakout game, you know, for Baylor at the time. And, and, but they not only fell apart just as a team and lost the game, they, they mentally were falling apart. Players were falling apart on the sideline. And, and I was standing, like, really close to players that were just losing their mind. Like, and it was just not even rational at that point anymore. And I think that you, there's this mental toughness that showed up 
and Kirk Cousins and the entire team, you know, when they're coming back from 33 to nothing, like they're just putting one, one set of success, one chunk of play at a time together. And I think in business, you know, we can, it can be easy to coast in that fourth quarter and, you know, and while it hasn't been working or this has been what it is, how do you reset that? How do you build that mental toughness? You know, as, as I'm listening, you talk about that, the, it's okay to have bad days, yeah. right? It's okay to have a breakdown and, and, uh, there's, there's no expectation of perfection. So being able to pick yourself up, I think that's where the mental toughness comes in, right? It's okay to say, Hey, we didn't get it done today. Right. And we weren't, we weren't champions today and that's okay. Nobody's perfect. Uh, the mental toughness comes in getting up the next day, doing the hard work, getting back at it and believing. I mean, I think belief that you're going to get it done is paramount to the equation. And most businesses, I see a lot of stuff online about growing a business and starting a business and how easy it is and all this other stuff. Yeah. The, the reality in business is sticking with it when it's tough, day in and day out, going the extra step because you're going to hit that. Every business is going to hit that. Yeah. And most people give up or let their guard down or, or just don't have the mental toughness to push through. Yeah. And so for me, relentless pursuit is kind of the name of the game and mm-hmm. sticking with it. But it's all about getting your mind right, getting up the next day and getting back at it. And yeah. I had a coffee meeting this morning with somebody and that, that individual had a, a rough day yesterday. He was telling me a story and, and he was talking, he was talking to himself, which I think even psychologists will tell you that talking to yourself can be a good thing sometimes. That's why you get coffee with other people to talk to yourself. Talk to yourself, right. Yeah. right. I mean, but makes uh, sense. yeah, so he was talking to himself and saying, look, today's a new day. I'm going to get up. And his, his whole mental frame was, it was going to be positive. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's our, uh, ability or our uh, option, free will to choose yeah. whether you're going to do that or not. And yeah. it all starts in your mind. Well, I love, I mean, I think you're, you know, I, I think Ted Lasso would agree with you, uh, you know, and, and he would say, be a goldfish, right? From the previous day. Yep. And, you know, have the shortest, you know, memory span, you know, and love, I would love to know if that's actually scientifically proven. I have no or not. idea, but uh, it's on it's the show. Just, and it's or good. if it's now like just a t shirt slogan, um, but be a goldfish. And, you know, I think that, you know, having that short-term memory span really does kind of help us get, you know, to the point where you're mentally tough and you can learn from yesterday, but walk away from it, you know, and, and not be, you know, constantly dwelling on that. Um, and, you know, to your point that it, it takes believing, right? It takes believing that today can be better, um, you know, and again, back to Ted Lasso, we've got the belief, right? right. Um, you know, if there's anything walking away from that, it's, you know, here's a, a team that needed to focus on one word, believe. Um, you know, and that mental toughness forms over time. It's not something, it's also not something that just happens overnight. It's something that's a daily uh, decision to wake up and believe and take those next steps the next day to be resilient like that. So we talked about momentum. We talked about fourth quarter, yeah. third quarter goal. We talked a lot about extreme ownership yep. and coming out of that. So uh, you were in a meeting. What What's on the horizon for Q4 for us? Yeah, so Q4, we've got a number of different rocks set up. Um, we're really looking at, as a company, just uh, looking at the metrics that we've been tracking, the game tape, um, and really assessing you know, how can we get to the next level of performance as a team. Um, so we've got one uh, conversation that we've been talking about for our support team and talking about making sure that we actually respond to tickets and things like that on a prompt basis. Um, we've got a metric on our sales team that we're really just resetting and taking a look at what we're doing across, you know, our entire team there. Uh, we're looking at how do we recruit, 
Um, and how do we uh, how do we build our team? Um, who are the people we're looking for? And um, how, as we look at this championship culture, and as we look at as we look at being a fourth quarter team, uh, some sometimes that really amps people up, um, and it seems like there's sometimes that people are are holding out, um, you know. And I think that that's something that uh, you and I have had a lot of conversations about. But how do you really assess whether you know someone is is truly bought into where we're going, um, you know? And and those are those are hard decisions, but it's a it's a decision that people are making on a daily basis where they decide do I believe in this or not? Um, you know, and, and part of, I think part of being a part of a company is believing, do I believe in, you know, the leaders, you know, and where we're headed. Um, and, and so we're kind of assessing that, you know, and really taking Q4 to say, you know, who's in, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to be twice the size of where we are right now. We're going to be serving twice the number of schools that we're serving right now. We're going to be, you know, expanding beyond schools. And as we grow and scale, and this is going to be a, you know, a big team as we grow forward here, who's in, uh, you know, and, and who's out. So we're looking at a, a number of different things like that as we um, look to build out our systems and processes as well. We, uh, we're really going to take a hard look during Q4 at um, what we've done well and what we've done poorly uh, over the last six months um, and really just assess and evaluate what we need to do differently next year. Um, and so, so it's going to be, a, I'm, I'm excited. I was just having a conversation with uh, Shane today. And we were talking through just uh, installation and how do we improve processes and systems. And, um, and I was talking with him about, okay, when your team is twice the size you are right now, uh, do you have the systems in place to be able to manage at a high level, uh, you know, and to be able to lead your team um, and know what's going on. And, and uh, you know, and I love, uh, I love Shane and he's, he's a great example of that extreme ownership and, you know, thinking through the details of that. So it's going to be a fun Q4. And uh, as you look at Q4, what's on your radar? You, you, you mentioned something that triggered my mind, and especially in business, I think Q4 is an opportunity for reflection, mm. right? So yeah. take, a, take a step, take a, a moment, and you and I have talked, we're going to do a little uh, kind of, uh, what do you say, off, off-site, yeah. just Q4 reflection before we go into the new year as, yeah. as kind of leaders. But, um, you know, it's an opportunity for us to say, hey, there's a lot of things we did well this year, you know, and, and yep. it's easy to pass those up. When you're focused on getting better and uh, moving forward and, and growing, it's, it's easy to get focused on what didn't go right. Yeah. And that's good. But it's also just as important to look back and celebrate all the good things we've done because we've, we've really improved over last year and, and continue to, to do so. Yeah. So reflection, I think, is, is, is critically important in that. It's also been really neat, even as, as we've been recording these podcasts, to see, you mentioned Shane, but just as we are continuing the message, continuing to roll this out, how many people are truly stepping up. Yeah. And and it is about faith in the leaders, but it's also about faith in your peers and everybody yeah. else on the team. And so it's been amazing from, from my perspective to see uh, sometimes big, sometimes small, but people making those steps. Yeah. And personally for me, in terms of you asked the question, how do you evaluate who's right for the organization, who's not? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times they'll figure that out and uh, just start to, to move in that direction and get excited about it or or they may just decide it's it's not not for them um, but what's been really cool is how many are, are kind of moving in that direction yeah. and that's where momentum comes into play that's where we pick it up and we start moving a lot faster yeah. uh, but we got to make sure that we're doing it as a team we can't just rev one side of the business up and not not have the rest going so when you talk metrics and you talk q4 
that's a lot of what we talked about there is making sure we're rising as a group, yeah. coming, up, coming up as a team, all working together. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. And you're right, reflection during Q4. It's when Spotify rolls out all the playlists of all the songs you've been wa- listening to all year long, right? Sometimes I like that list. Sometimes the Mariah Carey on it, uh, let's just... I don't like to show people and share that. Yeah, so, I was yeah. going to say, why do you have Mariah Carey showing All up? All I want for Christmas is you. I mean, come on. Uh, it pops up every December. Um, come on. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm more of a Dave Barnes Christmas oh, playlist okay. kind of guy. That's but, right. you know, that's uh, yeah. Justin Bieber's playlist. Anyways. Let's just say uh, I don't release get, mine publicly. So that's, yeah. that's probably a good thing. Yeah. So, you know, as you, as you think about, you know, where we're headed, um, you know, what you have coming around the corner, you've got some traveling coming up as well. Um, and what are some of the things that, you know, over the next couple of months you've got kind of planned into your schedule, um, that really help the company move forward? Yeah. Um, you know, we're a big Cisco partner. So, Mm uh, sitting on, uh, our distributor that we, we purchased through and we organize all that through and we talked about the challenges with lead times and all that has been kind of the chaos the last several years. Um, I'm on their advisory committee. So sitting on that, uh, at the end of the month, looking forward to, to doing that, uh, super excited there. Uh, actually tomorrow flying out of town doing a uh, presentation on effective IT management in Arizona and tying that with some cybersecurity things that we've talked about. Yeah. So good good to get the message out and that there's other ways to, to manage technology, not just maybe the way people have always done it. Yeah. Uh, so a lot going on there. And then uh, a couple other activities to uh, really come up with new ideas, drive the business forward. Yeah. And, um, really expand the services and offerings that we have in our platform. Yeah. So you're saying you're actually putting into practice these Q4 conversations that we're talking about, that you've got your whole agenda and different set of objectives for Q4 as well. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Uh, good or bad, I'm nonstop. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I showed you my, my travel calendar. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally there took were less highlighters. Days blocked, and there were less days blocked out that you weren't traveling than there were that you were traveling right. over the next month. Right. And, uh, but I think it's important for people to understand where you're headed and, and yep. you know, what, what's going on over the next couple of months. As you think about Q4 athletes that finish strong, um, what, what athletes come to mind? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, the Chiefs are great, right? I mean, yeah. and actually, we were talking about this, this earlier the week, but uh, Chiefs receivers. And yeah. uh, you've got one of those standouts that basically help us win the Super Bowl at, at, at the last possible minute of the season. And... Uh, people ready to get rid of this week, right? Yeah. So, yep. you know, I think that... Uh, Here it is zero real <laughs> fast real quick. there. So taking things in a large perspective, you know, mm-hmm. in, in terms of that is important. So, but really the fighters in, in fourth quarter, I mean, you look at, um, you know, the LeBron James or the Kobe Bryants or, yeah. you know, Michael Jordans, you know, I'm yeah. a little older too, but he would put the ball in my hand. It's fourth quarter or it's the, it's the end of the game. Give me the ball. Let me take the shot, you know? Yeah. And I think... Uh, you know, you probably know me, but put the ball in my hands. That's where I'm at. I want to drive to that that end of the game. In sports so. growing up, were you a put the ball in my hands put the ball in my guy? Hands. Put the ball in my hands. I have a very Let's vivid go. memory from high school when I was playing on a, ba- a church basketball league, which tells you the level of basketball I was playing at the time in high, high school. Yep. It's super high. Yep. And, uh, and I have this vivid memory where it was the end of the game, and I got fouled doing a layup, and I had free throws. And I'm like, if I make these free throws, I win the game. Pressure. Yeah. And I missed them both. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what was I doing thinking about that? And uh, but in business, I'm like, give me the ball. I want the ball right now. I was five foot nothing in basketball, so you're never gonna, you know, it was it was just lack of practice, missing free throws, shooting but, underhand or yeah, underhand oh, for under. sure. No, yeah, okay, <laughs> absolutely, okay, it's totally old school. Yeah. And the granny shots okay. right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I totally missed them both. Yeah. You know, whiffed it. I don't. Yeah. I think our team lost, and it was probably all my fault. <sighs> you know, and 
And uh, never lose again. That's never what you learn. Never lose again. You learn, right? You, learn. you know. And and uh, I practiced granny shots from then on. Yep. You know, moving forward. But but I think there's there's a point you know that you get to in business where it's like I I want to be that type of player, mm-hmm. and you know, and I think that there's decisions we have to make when you think about decisions like that on our team. What would kind of be your your charge or challenge, you know, to our team uh, as they think about being a fourth quarter player? Um, I, I think of my son when the Chiefs had 13, the famous 13-second game, right? Mm-hmm. My son, uh, you know, who's, I think he, I don't know how old he was at the time, but really young. When we got scored on uh, with 13 seconds left, he goes, it's okay. All we need is some Mahomes magic. And I just think, you know, that type of, you know, mentality, that type of belief, you know, comes from a kid, right? It's, yeah. that, it's that seed of faith like that, right? right. It starts small. Uh, but all of us now as Chiefs fans, we believe we're never out of this game. Right. Like even less than 13 seconds, let's see what happens, yeah. you know. And, you know, but I think that in, in business, I think, you know, what does it take to be that fourth quarter player? What are some practical steps that people, you know, could really kind of – what are some questions they could ask of themselves? Uh, what are some questions you ask of yourself, you know, even when you think about, like, am I executing at that high of a level? Yeah. You know, put the ball in my hands – really translates to me of go figure out how to get it done right and it's subconscious to me once once you're in that that, extreme ownership it is it it is kind of extreme ownership but once it's in there there's also a little element of uh vision or seeing the way to get it done right and so whether it's 13 seconds or it's something in business and you need two more sales before the end of the year when i'm in that position i just get hyper focused and i start to figure out okay how can we get this done if if we absolutely had to get this thing yeah. done how do we do it stop giving me all the excuses stop excuses all that sort of stuff but it's not only motivation and drive you have to see your way out you have mm. to see the ability to get there and then you can start connecting the dots yeah but i think so many people get get clammed up yeah. We, right. We were talking extreme ownership. Yep. Relax. Look around. Yep. Right. So relax. Look around. Make a decision. Exactly right. Yep. So that is exactly what you got to do. And I think uh, sometimes the pressure can can mm-hmm. overcome people. You know, especially when they're shooting free throws. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's intense. Yeah. Super, super intense. intense. Especially right. that kind of ball. But uh, <laughs> yeah. See your way out or see the way to the end zone. And um, I was talking to somebody about goals the other day mm-hmm. and how to get things done. And I think a lot of people overlook the fact that they can break it into smaller chunks. Yeah. Right. So 13 seconds is just one play and then the next play and then the next play. Right. If you concentrate too much on that end zone, you can get distracted. So a lot of it, how do you break it down? Keep your eye on the end, but break it down, sizable chunks, get it done. And I think most people can, can get there as long as you can relax and look around. Yeah, it is the phrase, you know, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? right. And, you know, I, I, it's kind of a morbid phrase, I don't know. but no, you, I'm not an elephant guy. Yeah, but, I don't eat elephant, mm-hmm. never have eaten elephant. No. But anyways, that's a, you know, that's one of those phrases that you, you take one bite, right? And I think when you can break it down into kind of bite-sized projects like that, I think that is a really good word. I, I You know, we've talked a lot about extreme ownership, especially as we're having weekly discussions with our management team and things like that. One of the things I think I've noticed, and I think we talked about this this last week in that discussion was, Extreme ownership isn't only, it's all my responsibility as the leader, right? That, that it all rises and falls on leadership. It, it's not only that, it is that, but it's more than that. Um, you know, an extreme ownership to your point is, okay, relax, look around, make a decision. How do, we, how do we go from where we are? If we need two more sales, 
you know, rather than kind of throwing up our hands and waiting until next season, right? You know, it's okay. What do, what steps could I take today towards achieving that, mm-hmm. right? What you know, how what could I do differently today? How might we achieve this? Rather than I've got a good friend who who uh, you know even he always discourages people from saying how should we do this, um, and he always you know anytime you hear should it implies there's a, a right or a wrong. And a lot of times there's not. There's, you know, how might we be able to do this? And and that's, you know, shout out to Larry Cox, but that's, you know, that's really, you know, one of the things he talks about over and over again is how might we hit this goal? And and I think it is something you just see really visibly in sports at times because they all they can do is take one, you know, one play at a time. Yep. In business, it's so easy to to look at the the forest, you know, and, and miss the trees, right? Yep. And, you know, and, and I think that, that that comes into play a lot. And so, um, yeah, so when pressure is high, you want the ball, athletes come to mind. Well, um, I think this does dovetail, you were talking extreme ownership. And, and to your point, that doesn't mean it's all on you, but I think extreme ownership is owning the outcome, right? Yeah. And so put the ball in my hands. I am, I am uh, fully uh, happy to own the outcome, right? I mean, it's a heavy responsibility, but I think – that the leader out in front is wanting to own that outcome. Yeah. Now, that's not to say other people aren't involved in achieving the goal and achieving the result, but somebody ultimately has got to be accountable for that outcome. And, yeah. um, you know, may, maybe it's a little sickness, but I love it. Give it, give the ball to me and uh, we'll do that. But that doesn't mean I want to have the ball all the time, right? I want to right. share that around and all that. But but given the situation, I'm happy to step up and get that done. So Yeah. How important is the interaction between the leader and the team? Uh, in the fourth quarter like that? Well, uh, huge. But what I'd also say is if you're trying to get that communication together fourth quarter, it's a little too late, right? You got to sure. be you got to be building that and on the same yeah. page way before the final moments of yeah. the game, right? Because uh, it needs to be second nature at that point. Yeah. Right. Let's say it's not. And let's say you need a, re- you need a team reset. How do you do a team reset in the fourth quarter? I think they call those timeouts. Timeouts. Timeouts, huh? Take a timeout. Yeah. Recollect your thoughts. Yeah. Get everybody on the same page. Come up with a new play. Yeah. Uh, maybe go spin in some circles like the Chiefs do on, yeah. on certain plays. But um, yeah, I, I think it takes a leader, right? Um, you know, you look at football, they manage the clock, right? When's the right time to take timeouts and all that? Uh, maybe it's to delay the game. But also, as a leader, you have to see when, when things aren't on the same page, when yeah. things aren't, uh, something's out of sync, right? And make that call to take the timeout. Um, you know, in business, I think it's it's uh, we've got daily stand-ups that we do, yep. and in a way, it's a forced timeout yeah. for us to make sure we're all mm-hmm. on the same page and we're all talking. Uh, and sometimes those are are just as important in a forced yeah. timeout schedule because you all get busy and you're all going different directions, and nobody takes the time to do that. Yeah. And then you you go five days and you haven't really talked to each other and you're not on the same page. So, you know, I know sometimes people get get a little sick of stand-ups and and uh, maybe hate the rigidity of that, but really, it's a forced timeout. Yeah. my perspective yeah it's a daily you know daily timeout it's the, it's the huddle before the drive right it's the huddle before the play and you know i was thinking about that with as we're talking about fourth quarter here and i was like why are we talking about football so much we could talk about basketball uh but you can't really talk about soccer you and i are both soccer fans we can't really talk about that because you've got two, two halves. halves yeah that doesn't work yeah, that doesn't work and you can't talk about hockey because right. you got periods and that's right. a whole different conversation yeah. you know or you got three of them how do you even divide what's that even math? halftime on that is there a halftime or is it intermission what do you call it in between is there something yeah, is there a name for that i think it's i don't really know but, i'm not a hockey uh, guy yeah you know really it's about finishing strong it, it yeah. doesn't really matter i mean that's what we were talking about what you call it i guess right yeah. whether it's the end of the half the third period right yeah. it's about finishing strong and 
And you can play as strong a game as you want the first half of the year. Um, and even I think the harder part is when you're riding on top and yeah. you've had a really strong year, it's easy to coast in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. And you see, you see a lot of uh, salespeople do this, right? Yeah. They've made their year and they're just going to coast on a fourth quarter. Yeah. I absolutely despise that, right? Yeah. Finish strong, right? That's, that's what we need to be driving to the end, all of that. Take a quick break at the end of the year and then we get back at it. And once, you know, that can sound kind of exhausting. I think if you're yeah. listening on the podcast and, and kind of hearing me talk about this, it's like, good Lord, when's, when's, when do we catch a break? Right. But what you do, right, is you build toughness. You build, uh, you know, I always think of when we used to get in shape running lines in basketball, right? Well, you're building up your tolerance. You're building up your lung yeah. capacity, all that sort of stuff. Over time, you can do more and more and more than you ever thought possible. Yeah. Uh, I got a text randomly the other day uh, from a guy that I haven't talked to four or five years probably. And he said, what's the one thing? He, he saw this podcast on LinkedIn. He said, what's the one thing that you would say stood out to you or you learned the most in, in business? Yeah. And I think it applies to what I've learned, but also what uh, everybody should take home as well. And that is you are w- capable of way more than you think you are. Mm. So most people will put mental restrictions or ceilings, but people are capable of way more than they think they are. And so some of that takes time to build that up, but each win, each time you elevate, as we've talked about, you just start ratcheting that up. And, uh, you know, I think people can take a look back and see, wow, look, look at what we've accomplished. Yeah. Game of business, man. It's, uh, got to stay strong. Got to keep at it. But, uh, any closing comments for uh, fourth quarter? Let's go. I'm ready. This is going to be a fun quarter. I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm excited for where the team's at, and we're going to hit it strong. Let's I go. Love it. I Q4, love it. baby. Q4, and this is the Menlo Experience. Let's go. See you next time.